0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of For The Souls Podcast where we talk about shit that actually matters. Today's topic that I'm going to be talking to you guys about is actually a topic that took me years to come to terms with because it requires a lot of letting your pride down, allowing yourself to face the things that you've been running from, and being accountable for the things that you were in control of. Much like many of the women in today's society, I used to really believe that men ain't shit but what i didn't realize is that this seed of perspective was planted in me way back. So i'm going to i'm going to unpack all of that and how i got to the place of thinking that men ain't shit. So the very first memory that i can have where i felt some kind of way towards men subconsciously was when I was six years old and my mother told me that my biological dad wasn't my dad. And that was the first time for me that I felt some kind of way towards men because in my six-year-old mind, I could not rationalize why a parent would be okay not being in their child's life. So I internalized my dad's decision. And the only way that I could rationalize that in my head was that something must have been wrong with me. I wasn't worthy enough to have my real dad in my life, which is probably why he didn't care to be in it. Later on that very year, um, my sister is born. And I went from being the apple of my stepdad's eye to every day him making it very clear to me that I am not his biological daughter. And I internalized his inability to love me And I began to have really low self-esteem. So now I am feeling like I am unworthy of love and connection. I have really low self-esteem with myself because obviously something's fucking wrong with me that my real dad doesn't want to be in my life and my stepdad doesn't love me like his own. So common denominator, I'm probably the problem. So I begin to get this really bad depression and this depression just bruising me and bruising me. And as the years go by, I continue to feel worthless and not be confident with myself and this low self-esteem and this desperate desire to be seen and loved and needed. And so I turned 13 years old and my friend at the time's older brother starts giving me attention and I felt like I was this chosen one. Like this is the guy that everybody thinks is fine as fuck. I think he is fine as fuck. And I am the ugly duckling of my soccer team and he is giving me attention. And I liked it. I liked it a lot. I liked to be seen. I liked that he was telling me I was pretty and being flirty with me. And I liked it until I didn't like it. Until shit was going too far. I hadn't even gotten my period yet. And he was putting this massive amount of pressure on me. To give my body to him. And Mind you, I'm 13. He's 19 years old. And. I'm saying no, I'm saying no. But that doesn't matter. It's like he doesn't even hear me. And then it happens. My virginity is taken from me. And here I am thinking to myself, what the fuck just happened? And I'm, I'm feeling this like disgust with myself because I always thought that rape was something violent. Like I, I, I used to think, cause my mom used to warn me about shit like this, you know, she used to warn me about this and I used to think like, oh, if someone were to ever try to rape me. I would fight and I would kick and I would scream and I would do all these things, right? But I wasn't prepared for me to be raped by someone that I actually liked, someone who should have known better, who was older than me, someone that I knew who was around my family. Like, I I I didn't know that I could go into shock and not fight because that was the hardest thing for me to come to terms with. When it was happening and I was saying no and he was ignoring me, I shut down, completely shut the fuck down. And I was frozen. And after that event, I hated myself. I hated myself for freezing. Because I don't know, I guess I just always thought I would fight. Like that could never happen to me. And so now I have this low self-worth. I have no self-esteem. I am disgusted with myself. And I'm so depressed. And I get to high school and I meet a guy in high school and I, I like him. And we begin to date and he shows me that if I thought I was depressed, he was like a million times more depressed. He was suicidal of all fucking examples of people that were suicidal I've ever experienced in my life suicidal to the point that he would call me on the phone telling me he was going to kill himself and that I needed to save him would send me pictures of a gun to his head and I could not get him out of it And I felt like I needed to get him out of that. I'm his girlfriend. Like, what is wrong with me that I cannot save this guy that I really like? And I'm feeling this weight emotionally that he's giving me and I I can't do shit about it. I can't fix it at all. And then I'm just like, fuck this, like broke it off with that guy. I'm over here having no worth, no self-esteem, disgusted with myself, feeling like, I can't even help the people around me that I care about. I can't even help myself. So then I begin to get a little bit promiscuous. And by this time, I really haven't faced the sexual assault that happened to me. So I've developed like a a hyper sexual tendency with myself, not with other people. And um, I start exploring more promiscuity. And that lasted a little bit. Never like full on intercourse because I was too scared to go there, but just exploring myself more in that sense, right? In a promiscuous fashion, like I had no standards or no morals for who I'm exploring with, right? And then I meet this guy and I fall in love and it's my first ever love experience and when i when i tell you that me and this guy were so passionate about each other it was something that i cannot explain and he becomes quickly my everything my world the person i'm going to grow old with like i'm going to have everything with this guy he blends well with my family like he gets along with my stepdad he works with my stepdad he doesn't have his mom in his life so my mom is like a second mom to him he couldn't live with his dad and his brother because they lived in the shack so he moves in with my family and it's like he knows me like the back of his hand and we are just we're just so fucking in sync like so fucking in sync and we would share these passionate, heartfelt experiences that connected us so much. And it was just a beautiful love, you know, loved me perfectly, perfectly. He loved me perfectly. And then we're at the mall. He has to go to the bathroom and he asked me if I can hold his phone while he goes to the bathroom. So I hold his phone while I'm holding his phone. He gets a text message from one of his homies. And the text message is saying something, something about these girls are down to kick it tonight. So, of course, naturally, I'm like, the fuck? What girls? (laughs) You know, I start reading through the thread. They had kicked it with the girls the night before. Some other girls the night before. So now I'm like, yo, whoa, what the fuck? So then I'm going through his Facebook and I'm bombarded with all these messages of girls that he had been trying to talk to, that he had linked up with, that he was actively cheating on me with. And my world just came crashing down. And I was just like, wow. Motherfuckers ain't shit. They really aren't shit. I'm living this life with this guy that I love so much, and he really ain't shit. My family accepts him. He's still ain't shit. Works with my dad, still ain't shit. Just completely just fat fuck you to my face. So I break it off with this guy, but I'm still so fucking depressed because I was like the straw that broke the camel's back. Like he was the one thing keeping me alive during that time in my life. He was the one thing for me to live for. So when he betrayed me in that way and I, and I, finally learned of his betrayal I was done I was I was done living I had no reason to live anymore so I attempted suicide obviously that didn't work I'm still here but I was 5150 in the hospital and um, I remember thinking to myself like I'm gonna fight this I'm going to make it through this I'm going. To not ever let myself stoop here anymore. And I did that I got out of the hospital and I vowed to myself that I was going to get better. And part of getting better was cutting that guy out of my life. And just reevaluating and just turning inwardly, you know, and just choosing happiness over depression and just trying to build the confidence in myself that I had lost. And I was, I was building that fucking confidence. I hadn't faced my traumas per se from when I was like little, but I I was able to build my confidence enough to feel like I wasn't desperate to die. And I'm doing good. And sure enough, here he comes back into my fucking life and he wants to be with me and is begging me. And I'm like, all right, fuck it. I still loved him. He was still on my mind, you know, but I was at that point of learning to live without him and I let him back in. Anyways, time goes on um, and out of the blue, I had a miscarriage. And him and I were both equally devastated. He went, he got a whole chess piece dedicated to me and what would have been our unborn child. Um, He got my birth flower, got what would have been the baby's birth flower. And I believe the the baby's, what would have been the month the baby is born in. And we really came close at that time. Like it was something that bonded us. And as time kept going on, I kept getting this fucking feeling that something was wrong. Like just this fucking feeling that like something is not right. And I couldn't put my finger on it. And then there was one day that I was like, I think he has a baby. I don't know why the fuck I thought this, but I literally just fucking thought it. Kid you fucking not, that week, I get a call at like 12 in the morning and it's him. And he's like, we have to talk. And I fucked up. I completely fucked up. And the moment he said that, I knew what the fuck he was going to say. And I remember I just put my hand over my mouth because I was trying to stop that cry, you know, that hurt cry. My fucking, my fucking heart went to my stomach and my fucking stomach felt like it was going to fall out of my ass because I just knew what he was going to say next. And sure enough, he tells me that he got a girl pregnant. And he's trying to tell me, but we can work it out. We can make it happen and we could da-da-da. And I was holding my mouth from... So he couldn't hear my cry and I just swallowed and I said, I can't, I can be many things for you, but I can't ever come second. I can't be the fool to love you and let you go have a child on me and me still stay with you. I cannot do it. That's something I cannot do for you. And I told him, I love you. And I'll probably always love you, but you need to go be the father that that kid needs you to be. Don't ever message me again. And I hung up. I blocked him. And I cried. I cried a hurt cry the rest of that fucking week. I could not fucking believe it. Come to find out he had actively been with this girl the whole time he was with me. I actually a few months after me, but pretty much the whole duration of our relationship, he was cheating on me with this girl, making her think that they were also together. And she had messaged me and she was talking shit to me. And she was telling me all these personal things about my life that only he knew. And I was just like, wow, this motherfucker ain't shit. And I could not believe that he would share such personal, intimate things about me with her. That I began to just hate him. But I told myself, I will not fall into depression again. So instead of getting depressed, I got angry. And that anger made me really embrace my masculinity. Like I really became a masculine ass bitch. I didn't give a fuck. I didn't give a fuck about nothing. I didn't give a fuck about dudes. I didn't give a fuck about maintaining my femininity. I felt like I wanted to get all the guys that ever wanted an encounter with me I all of them I lumped them in the same group y'all all all ain't shit you're all pieces of shit because every fucking every fucking man in my life has done me dirty from my real dad to my stepdad to my first boyfriend to my friend's brother to the guy that I fucking love all of y'all ain't shit and so I began to be real masculine and I never thought that I was ever going to get a connection ever again with anybody. And lo and behold, okay, my my fiancé stays all up in my DMs, my now fiancé, because back then he was nobody to me. And I would peep his little his little Facebook and shit. And you know, he messaged me back to back and I wouldn't give him the time of day. Cause truthfully, I didn't give a fuck to give no guys the time of day. If I mess with you it's because I said it and I didn't want no connection. I didn't want no love. I'm gonna get whatever the fuck I want out of it. And that's it. That's literally the mentality that I had. So he starts messaging me. I'm ignoring it. Woo. I'm so in my masculinity that The only reason why I even began to talk to him was because he had posted a picture of lines of powder and I was selling coke at the time. So I was like, oh, shit, maybe this fool could put me on a new plug or whatever. Maybe we could do business together. So I had messaged him and I was like, oh, so you got that A1? And he messaged back like, yep, all day. And that is why I began entertaining our messages to begin with, because truthfully, I was just trying to get a plug out of it. So then I let him take me on a date and... Instant love at first sight. Like instantly, my heart felt something that I never thought I could feel again. And I'm just infatuated and, and in love with this guy. He's so mysterious. He, I can't read him. He's just real masculine himself, you know? But I'm still masculine. A little bit of time goes on. And before I know it, he's getting physical with me. And I didn't even know how the fuck it got there. Like, I, I don't even, I could vividly remember the first time. And I, I literally thought he was playing. I thought it was a joke. But I don't know how in my mind I allowed for it to keep going. You get what I'm saying? Like, in that moment, I, I didn't understand how I had allowed it to keep going. But it did. And the next thing you know, I'm pregnant. Now I have my daughter still dealing with the same shit. And then I realized, like, I cannot teach my daughter to be strong if I'm not being strong myself. And at this point, my whole being is shattered. If I was broken before I met this dude, I was completely shattered after. And he was selling some dope at the time. So I started dabbling in the dope. And that dope was giving me this fearlessness, And I also knew that I didn't want to be in that relationship, so I started meditating. I started turning to God. So pair spiritual connection with dope, and you're going to feel very invincible. I finally was able to get myself out of that situation, but I was fragile. I got broken down in every aspect of the fucking word that when I came out of that relationship, I was fucking fragile. And I was numbing myself with drugs. So then time goes on, and I meet. This guy. And the biggest red flag that I did not catch was one of the first conversations we had. He asked me if I do drugs. And I had told him occasionally, knowing damn well, I was doing drugs whenever I fucking felt like it. Which was more often than not because it was my it was my confidence. Me and him get together. He had gotten shot the year before. And when I fucking tell you that it was... The epitome of a trauma bond, that relationship, it was the epitome of a trauma bond. He had been going through his shit in his life. I had gone through my shit in my life. And where we connected was that we loved to just numb our problems with drugs and alcohol. And I thought I was like functional on the drugs until I got with him and realized like, oh shit, he's like hardcore with this shit. And I kind of like it. Like it's, I'm really numbing myself. I really don't have to face shit on drugs. Every single fucking day was waking up, being functional, yes. But when can we not feel sober? Literally every day was like that. And then I got so deep into the drugs that I finally was like, I have to leave this guy. He is no good for me, left. Now it's me, my daughter still have a drug issue, okay? Okay. And men still aren't shit to me because I just chose a fucking drug addict. Okay, just chose a fucking drug addict. And I'm homeless with nowhere to fucking go. My friends aren't in my life. I'm alone. And I had reached rock bottom. And I had asked God, and I've talked to you guys about this a lot, you know, when I asked God to fill me with the Holy Spirit and redirect and guide my life. And he did. He did. And he began to work into my life in ways that I had never expected him to work into my life, right? And during this time, my fiance was trying to get back with me, but I was very skeptical of him. I I didn't trust him. And I told myself, I have let the world turn me cold. I don't want to be cold. And I remember praying to God and asking God, please, Lord, I see what being cold and allowing my pain to turn me into does for me. I don't want to do it like that again, but I don't know how to change it. And I woke up one day with this idea to think back at the time that I was the most happy. And so I started thinking about the time where I was the most happy. And I came to this memory of being little before I got told that my real dad wasn't in my life, before I got told that my, before my stepdad started showing me that I was different, before the sexual assault, before everything, okay? Before the world had corrupted my spirit, I got taken back to that memory. And I felt I felt what it felt like to be the little kid me again, the pure me. The me before I felt pain. The, the me before I let people's pain that they projected onto me turn me cold. And I said, I want her again. I want myself again. That's my true self. That is who I really am. Not this heartless person that fucking thinks all men ain't shit. Not this fucking person that has to do drugs. Not this person with low self-worth and no self-esteem who can't trust myself, who isn't confident, who is promiscuous, who is hypersexual. That's not me. That's what the world made me. I want to be me again, the little me. And so... I started saying, well, I should probably learn to love myself, right? Because if I love myself, then I can protect myself. So I began to love myself. I began to do things that made me have good self-worth, like play soccer again or listen to good music or meditate or pray, things that made me feel like me, read books. I began to turn to God and learn to trust my inner self, my inner instinct, which gave me the confidence back that I needed. I was trying to attempt to forgive the guy who sexually assaulted me. I got closure with my first love, and I realized that he was just a traumatized person whose mother was on drugs. He had a very, very deep mother wound. he projected onto me, which is why he sabotaged our relationship. I realized that the guy that was suicidal was really just a reflection of who I was going to be if I continued to allow myself to go down this depressive path. And I learned from that, that I didn't want to allow my brain to go there anymore. And I had learned that the masculine woman that I had or a masculine girl, should I say, because I was a girl at the time. I had learned that the masculine girl that I had embraced was clashing with the masculine man that I had fallen in love with. And the fucked up part about it is that no one taught him how to h- assert his masculinity in a healthy way. He's hood. He didn't grow up regulating his emotions. He grew up surviving. So his way of asserting his dominance was to get physical with me. And because I was a masculine woman at that time, girl at that time, I was right there ready to throw blows too. I hadn't embraced my femininity because I didn't love myself. I didn't feel worthy. I, In fact, I was so traumatized by all the pain in my life that embracing my masculinity was me surviving. And I started realizing all these things. And the thing is, You do not know you are lost until you are found. And that was what it was for me. I didn't know how much everything had affected me and my perspective and my decision making and the way I chose to survive until I was found again, until I found myself again. And then I realized I can't control that my dad wasn't in my life. I can't control that my stepdad didn't treat me like his own. And I can't control that those two things gave me this false sense of self. And I couldn't control that I froze when I was being sexually assaulted. See, the thing is, I had allowed for that trauma and that pain to infiltrate my very being. Thus, it was distorting the way I viewed life, the way I viewed men. Notice that when I was super depressed, who did I attract? A guy that was 10 times more suicidal. And And then I became promiscuous after that, right? I became promiscuous. And then who did I attract? A guy that for the life of him could not control his sexual urges, cheated on me left and fucking right, had a baby on me. And then after that, what, what, did I, what did I become? I became hella masculine. And then I get with a guy who never learned emotional regulation and chose to assert his masculinity by putting hands on me. And then my very fucking being was so completely shattered that I turned to drugs to numb all of that pain, all the pain in my life. And then who did I attract? I got with a guy that was a complete drug addict. And I fucking realized it's not that men ain't shit because men aren't shit. Because when I began, when I began to face all these things about myself, when I began to love myself, when I began to work on my self-worth, when I began to embrace the, the essence of my femininity, when I began to be accountable for the relationships that I had allowed in my life, when I began to embrace that I had let the world corrupt me. And so my reality was distorted. My per- perception of life and people in it was distorted. I began to change those things. And when I changed those things, I started receiving everything I ever wanted. My fiance and I got back together. We have the healthiest relationship now. He's never put hands on me ever again. My my stepdad now, he every opportunity he gets tells me how proud he is of me and how darling of a person I am because he sees me now for who I've always been, which is this loving, gentle, feminine, understanding, feels everything deeply kind of person. My real dad is now back in my life and he has owned his errors to the point that I never thought he would. And he comes to me for advice and he comes to me for wisdom because he sees my worth and he values me. Everything in my life started working out when I embraced the essence of who I am, embraced the essence of my femininity, when I faced my trauma, when I faced my pain, when I when I took accountability for the fact that it's not that men ain't shit. It's that I was putting into the world where I was at at that time, and the world was giving me back what I was putting in it. You are what you attract. And when I was broken, all I was attracting was broken people. When I didn't know my worth, all I was attracting were people that would come and take advantage of it. When I had no self-esteem, all I was attracting was people that needed something from me. When I didn't have confidence in myself, all I was attracting was users and abusers. It wasn't that men ain't shit. It's that I didn't know who I fucking was. I thought being feminine was a bad thing. Because I thought I was being feminine. I was not being feminine. I was operating in trauma. I was operating in trauma. I was in survival mode. Nothing about me was feminine. Nothing about me was loving. Nothing about me was nurturing. Nothing about me was wise. Nothing about me was anything other than trauma. And I thought I had it all figured out because I was lost. And when you're lost, you don't know you're lost until you are found. And when you are found, you are able to see just how lost you were, just how much you rationalized this life of yours through the lens of your own trauma and survival mode. That's why people who are still in it can't feel me. When I say that it's better to be a submissive woman, hyper independent females that think men ain't shit, they can't feel me. They can't feel me because they haven't processed their own trauma yet. And I know because I was there. And do you realize you see that this trauma wasn't just high school trauma. This trauma stemmed back to when I was six years old. My whole life, there was being seeds of doubt planted in me that was shaping my personality, shaping how I viewed life, how I connected with people and what I projected into the world. And I had to come to terms with that and I had to... Take accountability that nine times out of 10, I was the one fucking up my own life and creating these own relationships with people who were not deserving of me. I was doing it because I was living in a false reality that I had created for myself because I chose to embrace all the negative over the positive. So my message to you guys is. Reflect. Really analyze how everything in your life has shaped how you view life. Don't think that you know it all. Don't think that you got it all figured out. Focus on facing all those traumas, facing all that pain. Focus on healing all those wounds and allow yourself to get found. Don't run from who you are. Don't run from what was done to you. Don't run from the pain. Face it all so that you can find who you are. So that you can begin to put in the world what you want to receive out of it. All right, you guys, that is the end of this episode. I hope that you guys enjoyed. Remember, all love, always, always.